Welcome to Rock Vegas. It's Glenn Rockney. <sighs> got a got kind of a uh, a crazy episode today. One I've been leading up to. It's kind of the the climax of the series where I go through all the uh, all the position groups on the Raiders. And I I don't know. Today, it might sound pretty negative uh, the way I talk about Derek Carr, um, even the way I talk about Mariota. So bear bear with me on that, right? Bear with me on that. This this doesn't mean I have no hope for the season or anything, but I I do. I'm very critical of of Derek Carr, very critical of John Gruden and uh, Marcus Mariota. I got, I have my doubts about as well, but I you know there's nuance to this. I'm I'm going to. I'm I'm going to go in depth stuff that I like about the quarterback position, right? Stuff that I dislike. Um, what it means for the team. Uh. It is the most valuable position on a football roster uh, of any active uh, position on the roster. I'd, I'd argue head coach is just as important. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to do a do a dive on on, on those two. I'm not going to do Nathan Peterman. Uh, Lynn Bowden's also not a quarterback at the moment, so uh, I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to do any of that. But uh, actually, first let me get into this. Jadavion Clowney is rumored to be. At least in the, at least in the desires of the Raiders, uh, uh, at least on John Gruden's front, I think Gruden really wants a pass rusher, and uh, or at least to add to the group. And and it doesn't seem like Mayock is is quite ready to to give Clowney a, a, a sizable deal, right? Which I, I I see both sides of that. I don't expect Clowney to sign with the Raiders. Uh, I I still think he ends up back with Seattle on on a one year kind of basically. His his agent dropped the ball. He should have taken the Browns' money if money was what it was all about, and if it's about being on a winning team, I'm sorry. He'll probably pick Seattle, right? I, I look. I I'm hopeful about this Raider team, but I I don't think right now it's a better roster on paper than Seattle. So I don't expect him to sign uh, in Vegas, but I will say I'd take him. You know, I, I don't think he's gonna get the money that people think he's gonna get. I, I'd be shocked if it was. If it was even in the double digits on millions, I think it's gonna be a one-year deal, maybe a one-in-one kind of, you know, one guaranteed next year team option kind of thing. I can see something like that. But if the Raiders were to sign him, I, I'd be happy. I'd rather have him than not. You know, think I think this team could use a little bit of help. Now, I don't think he really brings anything that's not already there. Um, he's obviously super athletic freak. He's very disruptive, but. He's a run stopper first. He's probably the best run stopping edge in the league, but the Raiders already have that. Kind of rich at it, honestly. You know, I, I think Farrell came into the league a good run stopper. Um, as much as the critiques that I have about him uh, as a pass rusher, and and a lot of questions I have about him in that regards to his game, but I think uh, I think Clowney would be kind of like bringing sand to the beach a little bit. But hey. Sometimes the beach needs more sand. Let's just get another good edge rusher player. Get a good edge player in there. Maybe, maybe this is the year he gets hot on a one-year deal for with a ten-sack season. You know what I mean? Bunch of pressures, good win rate. Maybe it happens. I think it's worth a try. But if they don't get him, I'm I'm not like sad. I don't just become hopeless at this at this position. I, I again, I have questions about it, but I my questions wouldn't be answered if we, if the Raiders signed Clowney. It would just be another good player on the team right definitely makes the third down package interesting all right where you can kick him inside Farrell on the outside 
Mo Hurst, Max Crosby. That's a nice – like, that's something I can get behind, right? Especially if Farrell takes a step forward this year. Um, I think he will. Who knows how big. We don't want it to be like a Colton Miller step. We want it to be, you know, a lot bigger of a step than that. But um, nonetheless, I think he'll be a little bit better, a little slightly better in the pass rush. Um, I think the ceiling's low there, but but still, uh, I think he'll be slightly better there. So if you had that third down package, right, I, I think that'd be really nice. But on, you know, first and second down, I think Nassib, Farrell, Clowney, they're all going to play the run well, you know. And it's it's not that the Raiders need that, right? So I just don't want people to get in the mindset if the if it doesn't happen, it's not that doesn't you know really move the scale for me, right? If it does happen, I'll be excited. Let's do it, you know. So uh, I, again, I, I still expect him to go back to Seattle. I just wanted to have a quick take on that. I think I was in between episodes. It was like right when I was done recording the last episode. I think the clowny news came out, so I hadn't talked about it yet. Um, so yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. I am gonna start from the bottom of the depth chart and it's only two guys I'm, again i'm only going quarterback one and two but i do want to start with marcus Mariota. uh let me start by saying this i've never been a, a huge fan even at oregon like i was just kind of like i don't i have great player it's not that i thought he was a bad player at oregon i just didn't see the pro the pro you know high ceiling pro thing to make him a number two pick i was kind of like eh, he'll go there but i like winston better you know i thought winston was going to be you know more successful than he was but I still think Winston's better than Mariota, personally. That being said, it, it, I do think Mariota fits what Gruden wants to do. It's definitely on on script and on brand for a John Gruden thing, finding a quarterback kind of later in his 20s. Mariota's 26, so not that, not that old. But, you know, a, a seasoned veteran quarterback, I, I think Gruden likes that. I, I think he's more comfortable – having it having the offense run by somebody that's not a rookie um you you'll see that in Gruden's career he usually prefers the veteran QB but I, I just wanted to clear something up I don't think Mariota is here to take Derek Carr's position this year now that might happen halfway through the season I, I'll, I'll get into that later when I talk about Carr but I don't think Marcus Mariota is is on the Raiders to to have a competition at quarterback this year even Mayock said in his press conference, "Look, we got to get him healthy, which whatever that means. I, I didn't, I didn't realize he was unhealthy, but so we got to get him healthy. We got some things we got to clean up in his game, right? So I think this year is kind of like a really expensive rehab year. I have his contract in front of me. This is kind of an expensive rehab year for him this year. Now, now look, he'll be ready to go. It's like keeping a guy on a construction site on standby. You know what I mean, like a welder on standby or something like that. In case you need need a welder, he'll still step in. But if your game plan goes well, you're not going to need the welder, right? That's kind of the way I look at." Mariota like if your game plan goes well if the Raiders are doing well he'll just be sitting there on the sideline baseball cap high-fiving Derek Carr you know what I mean stuff like that if if that all goes well of course you're gonna have the fans which again I think Derek Carr's approval rating is is going down uh very fast so you're definitely gonna have fans you know, there might not be fans in the stadium doing it but there's definitely gonna be like social media fans wanting Mariota the minute Carr has a three and out that's just the way it is. It's what happens when you keep a quarterback for that long and you haven't really won anything. But I think Mariota, this signing, I, I talked about it on a long time ago, but I have a lot of, well, not a lot, but I have some new listeners since then that may not have listened to this episode. Um, when, when, Mar when during free agency, I talked about Mariota's contract. Feel free to go back and listen to that, but this might sound repetitive if you've already heard it. 
I think Marcus Mariota is here. Not for this year. I think he's here for next year. Obviously, when you bring in somebody like Mariota after you've had A.J. McCarron, Mike Glennon, Nathan Peterman, guys who are never a threat to Derek Carr's position, right? You were never going to start Mike Glennon over Derek Carr. doesn't matter. But this year, Marcus Mariota is a lot more accomplished quarterback. Been to the playoffs, won a playoff game against Kansas City. Everyone remembers that. That was hilarious. But uh, the reason I think Mariota's here for next year is if you look at his contract, this year he's got a guarantee of seven, seven and a half mil, basically. It's guaranteed. It's the dead cap. He's, he's going to make that money this year. If he starts games, a few games, I think he ends up going up to nine mil. Yeah, that's that's what it looks like. It's like a kind of a like a one point seven million dollar bonus if he starts if he becomes a starter. Um, I don't doesn't see. Uh, oh, here we go. If he play, yeah, one hundred fifty thousand dollars per game in plays in if he plays sixty percent of the snaps in that game. He has a $1.5 million playing time and wins bonus, and then $2 million wins and playoff bonus. So, yeah, he can make some money, right? But if you look at next year, he has a $10 million base salary. Now, the team can get out of that this year, right? So, say Carr has an MVP season, right? Or not even MVP, just, just plays really well. Team does really well, 10-6, and 11-5, looks good, right? No need, no need to keep Marriott around. Team can just clip him. Nothing. Zero dead cap out. Thanks for thank you for holding that clipboard. You did it well. Thank you, Marcus. See you later. Now, twenty twenty one, he gets ten million dollars if he stays on the team. So what that tells me is that if Carr just doesn't get any better from last year or, or regresses even at that point, maybe or you know, God forbid, he gets hurt, something like that. Um, I don't want that to happen. Please, I'm not on record. I critical of Derek Carr. I do not want him to get hurt. Um, I still prefer him to be the starter on this team out of these two guys now 10 10 million dollars next year as a starter that sounds crazy right now right we're signing this guy who lost his job to ryan Tannehill. you know Tannehill came in same team team was electric right i saw it in person where he just 98 yard touchdown to aj brown over daryl warley Ugh. and just looked great right Tannehill, that team took a huge step forward $10 million next year for Marcus Mariota if he's still on the team is actually a steal if you have a start, if you believe he's a starting quarterback on this team. So if Carr's really bad and, and Gruden goes, you know what, we're done here. We're done. I want to start over. Now, I think Marcus Mariota is the guy that starts next year along with a draft pick behind him because I don't think Gruden wants to start a rookie at quarterback. His playbook is insane. Um, I had a I had a guy, I, man, I got to find his handle, but uh, today I, I put out a poll. On Twitter, and I actually really wanted to check on that poll, but I I, I put a, a a poll up on Twitter that said, if both quarterbacks are healthy, Carr and Mariota, do you think that Carr or do you think that Marcus Mariota will ever start over Derek Carr? Which basically means how shitty or good do you think Carr is going to do this year, right? So the so far, fifty four percent no. 46% yes. Got about 50 votes, so there's a decent amount of data there. And what I found crazy about it, and it makes sense, it was, okay, here we go, Las Vader, at Las Vader's, uh, shout out the autumn wind. Uh, 
he says, hey, Mariota just got the playbook, and it's 700 chapters thick. A little bit of hyperbole there, but he's right. Gruden has, like, a crazy playbook, which is funny when you see how short the passes are. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, he's like, good luck on that, especially with this offseason, right? So I, I definitely agree with him there. Definitely agree. Now, this year, I think Mariota has a chance to just learn this offense, you know, and have, like, a savant-type level understanding of, of, of Gruden's offense to where he could be the starter next year. They get out of Derek Carr's contract, save money, Right, save about nine. I don't forget what Derek's making. It's it's a lot. Um, almost save almost half the money, and then use your pick or whatever you want to do to get your guy. Right, Gruden's got a long contract. Might want to at least try to have his guy to groom, to just say, hey, look, I got this young guy here. This is my guy. This is the Gruden brainchild quarterback that I have. But I have Marcus Mariota to start over him. So that's why I think Mariota's here. He's here this year as insurance, right? The real car insurance, not the offensive line, the actual car insurance where if he sucks or gets hurt or something, you have a starting level quarterback that isn't fucking Connor Cook, right, for a playoff game. But next year, I, I think there's a, a scenario where if it just goes all bad for number four at quarterback, Mariota's your starter next year plus a draft pick. And the, the thing about Mariota is, like I said, I, I, I saw a lot of Titans fans talk about him, and I haven't seen the numbers to back this up either way so they could be wrong but they're like it's weird he's so accurate from zero to five yards or like from beyond 50 yards right he throws like a beautiful like long deep ball but those intermediate routes like he just looks like shit Eh, you know that kind of adds up to what i've seen too and it's like who does that sound like right it sounds like Derek carr (laughs) and you know the thing that Mariota brings to this offense is running is his running ability, but even then, like how much of running ability is he gonna like maintain for this long? He's definitely shiftier than Carr, and and uh, I think he has better vision and and a little more kind of an alpha dog mentality when he's running the ball. But I, I don't I don't see him as like being a long term threat with his legs anymore, especially because he's had a lot of injuries. I mean, people forget uh, Carr and Mariota. Remember they got injured on the same day, right? Wasn't that Christmas Eve? Yeah, who could forget? Um, so. I remember they got hurt like the same time. They always kind of felt like the same quarterback to me. So I don't. I, this one didn't excite me that much. I know there's a lot of people that really, really hate their car, and you know I'm I'm almost there. Trust me. But uh, they kind of like Mariota because they don't like Car. I still don't think Mariota is like insanely better than him. And who knows? I could be p- proven completely wrong. And I'll drink the Kool Aid immediately if Marcus Mariota comes in and starts just ripping it. Offense is just looks like smashing the gas pedal down you know what i mean just here we go you know gruden's doing the fist pump on the sideline after like a long gain and stuff Mariota quarterback keeper 35 yard touchdown like just crazy shit like that yeah i'll drink the kool-aid so i'm not this has just been my what i've seen from him so far in the nfl right and it's kind of just reaffirmed what i saw at oregon where i was like "Ah, he's fine but I i never saw superstar out of him but i think he's here for next year I think, like I said, you can clip him. If Carr has a huge year, they they basically front loaded his deal, and and or they could just guarantee all of it next year. And either way, you'd be saving money at the position. And as much as I think Carr is better than Mariota, I I don't think the it's exponential, or I don't think it's a huge gap, right? I don't think it's just like oh man, Mariota guy throws like his elbow staple to his body. What the hell? No. This isn't, you know, the A.J. McCarrens and guys like that. He, he's definitely here for a reason. There's a reason the first day of free agency, the tampering window, Mariota agreed to terms. He was the guy. 
So there's definitely a reason. But Gruden also falls in love with like every quarterback he meets. So uh, who knows? So let's get to the man of the hour. Hopefully it's not an hour, but I could. I definitely have a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, Derek Carr. Now I I think. I think Derek Carr is an average quarterback. And when when you it's funny you'll you'll tell that to somebody and then they'll go, "Look, man, you're just being a hater. I don't think he's the best quarterback in the league, but I don't think he's whack." I'm like, "Yeah, that's literally what I just said. He's average." Now, the difference between what I'm saying and that person saying is that I don't want average. I want great. I'd rather have average all around the quarterback. You know what I mean? Just just average. Average wide receiver core. Not bad, not great, but can make plays. Average offensive line. Not bad, not great. Can can keep the quarterback upright for the time. Uh, running backs, whatever. Who even cares, right? Like, sure. You know what I mean? Guys that could pass, catch the ball. Nothing crazy. Not ripping off huge runs. Getting Moving the chains. You know? Defense. Average. You know, whatever. Just like the Chiefs. Chiefs-level defense. Sure. But if my quarterback's great, I, we're going to go to the playoffs every year, I think. There's always going to be a chance. Hey, might need a little help getting over the hump. That's when you make the big trade, right? The Khalil Mack type trade or something like that. Now the Bears fucked that up because they had Mitch Trubisky, right? That's it's what the your your margin for error is so low when your quarterback's not great, no matter how good your team is, right? Even in the Super Bowl, look, the Niners had an incredible year last year. I'm not even saying this as to hate. They had an incredible year, and I do think that their greatness is sustainable. But you have to wonder if Jimmy G is not the weak link on that team, right? And it shows up. It did show up in that fourth quarter in the Super Bowl. Mahomes also, you know, put his cape on and, and was incredible. So that also was tough. But I just feel like there's a ceiling here with Derek Carr, you know. There's a, there's a ceiling. And it, it's not like anything you can quantify, but you see all this speed that's being added to the team, right? Physical receiver Brian Edwards, um, Aguilar and, and Ruggs brought in for speed Waller's already here Renfro's already here Tyrell Williams already here great offensive line all returning together healthy um Jacobs Richard now you got Lynn Bowden you're like man this fucking juiced about this offense then you you remember you have Derek Carr now let's let's rewind it all the way back here I have not always been down on Derek Carr I don't think there's a lot of Raider fans that have we were starving. We were starving for any kind of greatness at quarterback. Uh, so much to where I remember being juiced for week four of the preseason Seattle game. Derek Carr comes out just ripping it. We were going to start Matt Schaub that year. Granted, I don't know how much different the record was. I mean, the record was bad either way. I lost the first 10 games. <laughs> but what happened there is I, I think a lot of fans, when they grade Derek Carr, because it's been so bad before him. Because it's been just it's just been abysmal at the position. But the worst moves you could make at quarterback. That's that's what the Raiders and the Browns did. Right? Just dog shit. Andrew Walter, you know what I mean? Uh Tuiasa Sopo, Kerry Collins, Jamarcus Russell. I, I didn't want to say it, but I have to. It's I think a lot of fans grade on a curve with Derek Carr. He's not great, right? I think he's like a C average quarterback. You know what I mean? But I think what fans are doing is like, hey, I'm on their grading scale, a 76% on a test is an A minus for them. You know? Which, hey, that's cool. If you're in that class, that's fine. 
if you've been a fan of the team for a long time, that's at first that's really cool. You're like, hey, we we don't have, we we have a guy that's not embarrassing at quarterback, you know. But how long are you okay with that? This is year seven, right? That he's going to be the starter for this team. Thirty-nine and fifty-five record. You know the only player first six seasons as a starter with the worst record, his brother David Carr. I'm gonna refrain from taking a shit on that family because I definitely do on Twitter and all that all that kind of stuff. But you have to wonder if and and look, I don't believe he's the only thing wrong with this team. Everybody's gonna bring up the excuse, and I'll, and I'll get into that. But I don't believe he's the only thing wrong with this team. But he is the most responsible for getting the team a win or a loss of any player on that field. That's just a fact. That's just what the quarterback is. It's the most valuable position in sports. Even in basketball, right? You have five guys, but you know, and maybe the guards are the most important, but it could be any of those five positions where your guy could be the best player and still help you win a lot. But it's got to be your quarterback in the league. Defense does help you win championships, but now it's just, man, with – all the rules in the passing game now and just how the how the league favors offense, you have to have a great quarterback. But Raider fans grade on a curve. We're comparing Derek Carr to Andrew Walter. Not us. I, I'm just saying this. There's a lot of fans I see where I, I don't I don't really go aggressive at them, you know what I mean, on, on Twitter when they start calling me a hater and it's like, no, 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 no. You just don't realize like you might not watch a lot of other teams play. You might just only be a Raider fan, which is it's great. You know, it's my favorite team too. But you can't compare Derek, Derek Carr to Andrew Walter. You can't compare him to Jamarcus Russell. You're not doing yourself any favors, right? You know what this this felt like? Was there's an Eddie Murphy bit, and I believe it's in in Raw, where he's talking about uh, like I think it's 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 about marriage, but what he's talking about like. She makes you wait for so long before you guys have sex, right? And and you and you finally get some, right? And you, it's the best ever, and and it's you know, you you eat it. It's like a saltine cracker. You're like, I haven't eaten anything in months. What is that? A Ritz? A saltine? Oh, I can taste it. Oh, oh, it's the best. And you're you know scraping your gums and eating the rest of it, not looking for crumbs and shit, like sniffing the floor like a dog, right? What is this? A quarterback? Oh, I'm t- are you kidding me? Holy shit! Wait, he he can throw it? Oh my god! Holy shit! Wait, he oh he actually. You know, he's actually going to win us a game from time to time? Like, he's actually got a big arm? He won 12 games for us? Oh, man. You know? But then, like Eddie Murphy says, after a while, you get tired of fucking saltines, man. Hey, I had the same saltine every fucking day. I'd I'd kill for a filet mignon. You know what I mean? I'd kill for a, you know, a a nice fresh-baked cookie. You know, an artisan cookie, not just a saltine cracker. You know, I'd, I'd kill for it. That's where I am right now. But a lot of fans just seem to be happy with the saltine. They're, they're looking at it in a sense where if I don't eat this saltine, I don't get, I don't get anything. We're going to be starving again. We're going to be back to the Jamarcus Russell, the Andrew Walter days. You know what I mean? But I don't think that's true. And let's be real. How much different would the record be? Record be? I mean, yeah, it'd be worse. I'll give you that. It'd probably be worse if we kept Jamarcus for six years. It'd probably be worse, but you go from bad to real bad. What, what's the problem with that? I don't really, that doesn't interest me. I don't care. If you're bad, you're bad. Being regular bad isn't good for me. Being terrible isn't, isn't good. And I just want to win. And you don't keep quarterbacks around this long 
if they don't become anything more than a damn saltine, right? So, look, I, I, I say that right now. It sounds like I want to get rid of him. But this year, I'm actually kind of happy he's here. I okay, maybe not happy. Let me walk that back. I'm kind of glad that this team doesn't have to change quarterbacks this year. I think it's going to be a terrible year for teams changing quarterbacks and head coaches. Even teams that are you know changing out their centers. You know what I mean? Just simple things. Because you just don't have that offseason to, to really grow together. Maybe I'm overrating that, but I, I do think it's going to come into play. I do think the Raiders' offense has an advantage, and it's up to them. I do think having the same quarterback, offensive line, running back, couple of the same receivers, same tight end, same head coach, guy calling the plays, I do think that is somewhat of an advantage. So this year, I'm fine keeping him. I don't really want, I, I don't really want Mariota to play this year. I want Carr to be good. A lot of people you get in these arguments with online, they'll they'll say, like, you just want Carr to be bad more than you want the Raiders to win. And it's it's not true. I it's not true. You you could put like I I, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I could I'll take anybody winning with my team. I'm not afraid to say it. I look, I do think Derek Carr is kind of cringy and, and it's fucking annoying the way he conducts himself sometimes on social media. Talking about I don't worry about the haters and stuff. Yeah, right. Fuck off. You don't, You shouldn't have to tell me that every year. He should go full Ben Roethlisberger and block everybody. You know what I mean? Like, just just don't even do it. And it has nothing to do with that. I, I don't care. I don't care if you're like a lame, cringy guy. I just need you to win. And it And it's frustrating because... I remember when the Raiders got Gruden. I, I drank the Gruden Kool-Aid for a little bit. I was cautious. I was kind of like, are we sure here? But I drank the Gruden Kool-Aid. I said, look, this is what Carr needs, right? Guy's going to be here for a long time. Carr's going to be here, you know, at the time his contract had just really got really kicked in, right? I think it was year two of his new deal. And it's like, cool. We're going to have some continuity. It just doesn't look any better. You can throw whatever number you want at me. You can throw, hey, 70% completion rate. Look at how great this deep ball is. PFF data. Same, the same PFF data that people make fun of all fucking day gets used to help Derek Carr. It's, it's so funny. Trent, they'll say, they'll laugh at Trent, get mad at Trent Brown's PFF grade and then use Carr's PFF grade to, you know what I mean, to champion him. It's, it's the funniest thing, the way people cherry pick stuff. But <clears throat> I think you have to, you, those stats don't matter, right? They do when it's a quarterback's like first year, right? First two years and you don't realize that hey, maybe this is some, saying stuff about the people around him and stuff, but I think we've all seen every snap of Derek Carr for the last six years, right? I think we all know what he is. Now, there are a lot of people, I think, that are hopeful that he's going to be better, but I don't think anyone was satisfied with the way he played last year. Truly. I think they're, you know, they're basically handicapping a bit and making excuses saying there wasn't enough weapons around him, which I, I agree on the outside of wide receiver, but if you look at middle of the field, Renfro, Waller, Jacobs, the offensive line, I, I know there's quarterbacks that can win with that. I, I know there are. There's quarterbacks that have less than that. So, I, I guess what I'm saying is Derek Carr's. You you can't get in these deep statistical arguments about Derek Carr and expect them to go anywhere, right? Because at the end of the day, I think that 39-55 and 55 record is beyond any kind of nuance. It is what it is. 
I, I'll, I'll be the first one to say that the Raiders didn't do a good job drafting around Derek Carr and Khalil Mack. I'll agree with that. But I, I do believe that we can isolate and watch him. Like, had the Raiders been putting up, you know, 27, 28 points a game last year and the defense just didn't get it done, I'd be fine with it. I'd say, look, well, let's keep him. That's fine. This obviously shows me they can score points. And this defense needs help, right? That's all that – the two aren't linked to me. When people say, oh, defense is fall, okay, sure, yes, the defense did give up points. And nobody on here thinks the Raiders' defense is good. There's not one Raider fan that thinks the defense is good. Now, this year they might be sipping some Kool-Aid on it, and, hey, that's what happens every year. But the 2019 Raiders, nobody thought that defense was good. But for some reason, people think that it's, it's like that Jacksonville game, the Denver game. Just just going long periods of time without scoring. I know it's not all on him. There's a lot of... Look, next week's episode, I may or may not have a guest to come on and talk about John Gruden, and it's not going to be an, a very positive episode either. But I needed to see more out of him. Just miss, you know, simple things like missing throws to Renfro, uh, missing Zay Jones in the middle of the field, just just things like that that shouldn't be happening. So what, you tell me he doesn't know the offense yet? He knows the offense. It's, it's, uh, it'll be his third year in the in the Gruden offense this year. That's more than a lot of people get nowadays. Everything changes in the NFL. So I think you have to just tell yourself, hey, I'm grading Carr on a curve here, if you're a big fan. Because you, that's always their go-to thing. It's like, what, you must not remember these years, man. Of course I do. No, there's a lot of alcohol involved, so I might be fuzzy on some details, but I remember those fuckers they used to put back there at quarterback. They sucked. And Carr is better than them. But Carr's not enough. Right? If you're homeless, right, and you finally get like a, like live in like some crazy tenement with like no indoor plumbing, and you're fine with that, then that, that's that's cool. But some, you know, you're going to try to get that better house. You know what I mean? You always got to try to get that better one. It, it's, it's, don't be satisfied with mediocrity for fear of failure because I do think every single year in the draft since Carr got his money there's been a better quarterback than him obviously 2017 they were going to dump Carr after a 12 and 4 season where he got hurt right they weren't going to do that so 2018 to now so the last three drafts there's been a there's been an upgrade available I'm not saying the Raiders should have done it but what I'm saying is, is this year there's going to more than likely be a quarterback that is an upgrade over Derek Carr and I think this offense is to the point where you will have to think about that. I don't, you don't want to waste this offense. I saw somebody post the other day. I, I think it was Evan. Uh, shout, out, shout out, Evan. Um, he, yeah, Toke the Don, right? Isn't that, yeah, yeah. Great tweet. He's been, I love when he hops back on and just starts talking shit about the Raiders because it's on point. So what he had said was like, he did like kind of a fake dialogue right kind of thing where the chiefs had a really good offense productive offense with alex smith and then they saw an opportunity to trade up for patrick mahomes right and it was a controversial thing where it was like hey, what the fuck let's, let's strengthen the defense you know hey there's other stuff this team needs but they saw their guy and got him and i'll never fault i will never fault the team for doing that even if it's a shitty player like at least at least you're trying at the position quarterback needs to be you have to throw assets at quarterback till you find him because it puts the it, it, your ceiling becomes like two to three wins of a difference, in my opinion. 
when you have just an okay quarterback to a great. Like if the Vikings had Deshaun Watson, you know what I mean, or, or something like that. Just picture it like that. This team needs a great leader at quarterback, and I don't know if we have one right now. Again, I think there's a reason to keep Carr, and, and who knows if John Gruden was actually trying to move on in the offseason. You don't know. But I wouldn't want to make a quarterback change this offseason unless I absolutely had to, and I, I don't think the Raiders had to. But I'm saying, man, like you, you got you to gotta take Carr at face value now. He's not uh, – I don't, I don't ever see him becoming elite, right? I don't see this as – I think a lot of fans, too, are, are very they're, – they're to the point where they don't want to, like, let go now and then see him do something great for another team, right? But I, I don't know. I just don't see it. I, I, maybe it's something with the name, you know, maybe like David didn't go on doing great things after Houston, even though Houston was a terrible situation for him for a while. I think sometimes you got to just isolate the player and realize, like, maybe this isn't it. And I, I'm with you guys. I, I was doing the same thing. Like, I was doing the same thing from 2014 to 2016. I, I was in Andy Benoit's mentions. Remember Andy Benoit, the Sports Illustrated guy? I think he was, like, Monday morning quarterback. He'd always, dude, he would fucking hating on Carr. And I, I'd be in there, man, fuck you. What are you doing? Shut up, Andy. You don't know shit. Can't tell him that now. But for a long time after Carr, because Carr's rookie year wasn't actually really that good. When you, when you really look back at it, like he had a really tough time making stuff happen. Again, the team was not very good either. Terrible, actually, that roster. That was the year I think they had like Maurice Jones-Drew and Justin, you know, Justin Tuck was fine. But like a lot of, a lot of the old guys they brought in, like the, the 2009 Pro Bowl roster that they got at the Walmart clearance bin. But <clears throat> then the next year, it, it looked a little bit better, right? Once, once you brought Amari Cooper in there, so you're thinking, cool, we got our wide receiver, our quarterback this is starting to make sense. Like you saw the vision. You say, okay, cool. Like you see that, that trajectory. 2016 happens, right? Second year under Bill Musgrave. Offense is looking good. Taking, taking shots downfield, you know what I mean? But still keeping Carr in his game, the quick passes. Uh, running the ball reasonably well. And it, and it looked great. And then look, December 24th, man. I remember I was, I was in a car. We were driving to Arizona listening to the game and it was like cutting in and out we're on like the border between california and arizona like blythe or some shit one of those weird desert cities where we're driving <clears throat> and it was i heard greg papa and it's he, and car goes down oh and this is bad like he just says like and you're like fuck because the raiders were rolling in that game against against uh indy i think it was yeah indy they were actually playing good defense on andrew luck DeAndre Washington was a machine that game. And it just, it like, okay, this team's ready to go. Had just clinched the playoffs with the slice of blue Michael Crabtree catch. Like, had just clinched the playoffs. We're feeling good. I didn't even, like, and then, but, you know, we wanted to still win another game. Look, it looked good. Donald Penn, the only sack he gives up, and it's just a freak accident. Trent Cole, just, it just looked weird. I didn't see it at the time. Like, I, I but, you know, you can hear Papa going, oh, he's mouthing, it's broken. And I'm just, I'm just, dry heaving in the back seat dry heaving excuse me but um what i found after that i'm thinking okay look lost the playoff game connor cook that's fine we'll be back right <laughs> always the foolish thing to think when especially when your team had been bad for so long to just think you're going to be back but hey I, w I was doing that you add jared cook marshawn lynch is coming out of retirement 
Offensive line still looks good. You know what I mean? KO, Rodney, Gabe, Penn. It's, it's looking good. Crabtree, Cooper. Let's go. Let's give it another go. Defense still needed a little work, but hey, I, I was at the I was at the point thinking Carl Joseph was going to make another make a good uh, make another step forward, and I, I was thinking we'd be okay on defense, maybe a little bit better. But it just didn't look. And I'm, I'm sorry, the first two games it looked great, running the ball well, sacking the quarterback. That I was at that Jets game, and it was awesome. It was like, man, what? here we go. Like, this is now we're becoming good, like a good team. Like, we're going to be good for a while. And that, that week three Washington game, somebody needs to make like a documentary about that. Because I remember thinking, like, I was like, you know what? I actually think they're going to lose this game. Like, I, in my head, I was like, I, this seems like a game they're going to lose. Like, it would be fine. We're going to lose this game, whatever. Right back to it after that. But I was like, you know what? I think they're going to lose this game. I think this is going to be that, like, kind of too big for your britches game. Like, whoa, slow down there. I didn't think it was going to be an absolute tire fire like it was, right? I didn't think there would be, you know, cars just floating deep balls late, getting picked off, offensive line just completely breaking down. And, look, we'll get I, – I don't really get into politics on this podcast. Follow me on my other podcast, Rare Candy, if that's all you want to hear. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't mix the two, but there was definitely something going on. It seemed like between the offensive line and car during the, the kneeling protest, the height of it really. And after that, it, it just, ne- it was just, you know, they spent this, this nice gradual climb, right? From 2014 rookie year, he started at the bottom, kind of, you know, had a nice 2015, 2016 shoots up. Oh, bam, here we go. Now we're, we're wondering how high is this peak? How, how good is this guy? There were warnings. People were warning. Say, hey, man, I, I don't know. I don't think he's that good, you know. And everyone's like, man, fuck off, dude. The minute the Raiders get a good quarterback, you want to hate. I was one of those guys, too. But, man, that – it just sucked the life out of his career, it seemed like. rest of that year was, was awful, that 2017 Raider team. Just horrible. And, you know, Gruden comes in 2018 and then, and then guts that – guts the team just cooper mac gone just boom and i'm like damn so we're starting over with car again like all right it kind of seemed like a premature rebuild right we'll, we'll see what happens with arnett and how you know great jacobs is which uh, probably good i would imagine but brian edwards if that ends up being good then then okay but car just never got never got right after that his body language too, man. It's it's so weird. Like, I remember there was a pick in Gruden's first year uh, back. I want to say it was at the Chargers, right around like mid midway through the season, in the red zone, and he just throws it like not even close, just like right at uh, I, I don't know who it was. I think it was right at like Denzel Perryman or something, just like right in his chest. The red the red zone has been a fucking nightmare for him. And I don't, I don't really know what the cure is because I definitely been reading some stuff about Gruden not having the best red zone play calling and play calling success uh, in the passing game in the red zone. So I don't really know what the answer is to that. Like the red zone has still been a struggle. Like you'll just see the Raiders, like especially early in the game, just ripping it in the middle of the field. Like man, okay, this looks good. This is this is what this is supposed to look like, and then just grind to a halt in the red zone. False start. Uh, 
you know, just batted down, pass batted down, uh, and then a, you know, run stuff for like four yards, third and eight, and then you got to pass it over Jalen Richard's head while he's double covered, you know, and then chin strap comes down. You see Derek Carr doing that weird arm motion where he's like run telling the receiver, no, you got to run this route, this route, and this route. I'm just, I'm just tired of that shit, man. I still think there's going to be more of that this year. But what about the positives? What's a positive thing I can see about Derek Carr this year? I I don't have the I don't have the optimism or the optimistic view that he's going to play like a lot better than he did last year. But let's not ignore the fact that there is more speed on the team. Team got more dynamic and more explosive in the offseason in the draft. To where, yeah, maybe the short passing game comes alive. I, I talked about it last episode with with Ruggs, where, yeah, Ruggs downfield is still a question mark, the way Carr, you know, kind of shies away from the deep ball, even though he throws a great one. But if you want to run these slants and digs and stuff with Ruggs and let him run after the catch, I definitely do think that's going to lead to more touchdowns. I definitely think Waller, after a great year, is going to feel more confident and just really blossom. I, I, I think the sky's the limit for him. I think Brian Edwards is going to come on later in the season and be awesome. <laughs> Maybe even the number one receiver on the team eventually. So there is reason to think that Carr can win this year. But I, I can't tell I can't really tell you that he's going to be the long term success for this team. I don't think his approval rating's that high anymore, right? I, I think there's probably only 30 to 35% of the fan base thinks that Carr is the long-term solution for this team. So it's kind of echo chambery, right? Like I'm kind of kind of talking to people that agree with me. But there's definitely there's definitely a ceiling, like almost like a glass ceiling where it looks like you can be great with Derek Carr, but you you just gotta wonder like if a if a new young quarterback, explosive quarterback, and there's gonna be some in this next draft, doesn't take this offense to like the next level. You know what I mean? So, what do I want to see from Derek Carr? And I'm gonna get nitpicky here. What do I want to see from him? What here's some realistic things I can see. One, he's got to stop getting happy feet. If the happy feet in the pocket kill me. And and I'm partially, to me, it, his happy feet allows plays to die a lot earlier. Because there's definitely plays where, like, if he extended them a little longer, I feel like the Raiders could have hit it big. But he's so clunky with his feet, man. Like, I feel like he, you got to pull start him, you know what I mean? Like a lawnmower, and you got to, you know what I mean, to get him going. Other quarterbacks, you see, they tuck and they go, you know. And, and Carr's not slow. He had the same 40 time as Manziel at the Combine. It's not slow. So, I do think, I do think Carr has to get his, just his, I don't even think it's pocket footwork, but it's just more so when he's trying to extend a play, it seems like he just like trips over himself half the time, or throws it away, which throwing it away is fine. And then the other one is like, I don't know if people have seen it, but he always seems scared to actually like step into a ball, right? When Carr steps into the ball, it looks as good as anybody. Right, like one of my favorite throws, and I've talked about it before, was Week Two, Gruden's first year back, so 2018, and he 
let it rip to Seth Roberts, right? Late, it was kind of late in the game, kind of a post route. And Seth Roberts was a tight window, and he let it rip. And that thing had flames coming off of it to Seth Roberts. Seth held on. It was like, bam. And I was like, man, what, where is that? Because sometimes, dude, it looks like he's throwing change-ups, like, outside with, like, the DB draped in coverage. And, like, the wide receiver really has to, like, come back to the ball or the DB's already kind of on the ball and making a play when that ball easily could have been ripped in there. And it's it's a weird thing that he's almost trying to aim it, you know what I mean, like a dart rather than just letting it rip, man. I'd sacrifice a little bit of accuracy if I could see him step in a little bit more. Again, I, I don't blame the lack of downfield shots on Carr. I, I do a little bit, right? Like, I remember Gruden saying, like, hey, you know, there were deep shots there. I don't don't know why we didn't take them. Like, so I, I do think he does pass up on him, but John Gruden's offense will not be the run and gun, run and shoot, like, just, you know, four verts. Like, that's just, that's not his game. So I, I don't think that's fair to put that all on Carr this year. But I also, I do want to see Carr better off script, man. Like, you always see, like, the first half Raiders are so different than, like, the, the, Raiders fresh off a of halftime. And a lot of that's because I think Gruden and Carr are kind of like easy to adjust against, you know? Even if they're getting you early, I, I think that team just makes one quick adjustment and it's like, well, foiled again, Derek. Guess we can't do anything. And I, I just need, I need Carr to, you know, I, I'll talk about Gruden next episode, so I don't think I'm putting this all on him, but I, I do want to see Carr like, just be more aggressive in the second half, man. It's it's like night and day difference, man. How many times have we been fooled in the Gruden era with Carr where that first series just looks great? And that's probably because Gruden's it's just Gruden calling the play. You know? But after a while, when you go off script, it's like it, you kind of see Carr struggle, kind of plateaus, and then starts plummeting. The other one is you got to win at Kansas City, right? You have to win at Kansas City. And yes, football's a team game. I don't know why people keep hammer trying to tell me that it's a team game. I understand that Derek Carr is not the only guy on the field. I understand that. I understand that there's people that have to catch the ball. I understand there's people that have to block. I understand there's people on defense. But the eggs that he's laid in Kansas City, man, just just dirty diapers, dog shit. You it's inexcusable. It's really bad. I don't. It's the weather, maybe, but I definitely think it's a it's a pressure game. The way I liken it was kind of like you know, maybe he was just those first ten losses of his career, right? Remember, he just lost ten straight games to start the season. Maybe that just maybe he just never had the confidence after that. Which, you know, maybe that's not true either because in 2016 they had a lot of comeback wins and he played well in the fourth quarter, you know. But I just don't see that from him anymore. Like the minute something goes wrong, you don't see him just go, hey, man, scratch that from the, you know, scratch that from the record. Didn't happen. Let's keep being aggressive. It's like he just shells up. Just, you know what I mean? Just kind of, I used to have an old coach. This is in baseball, but when you're pitching, right, you look nervous on the mound. He said, hey, you look like a puppy shitting glass. And that's what it looks like to me with uh, with Carr. I mean, not not literally. I, I don't think it looks that bad, but um, he just doesn't look he doesn't look comfortable once something goes wrong in this Gruden era, right? I remember in Kansas City, 
last season, Tyron Matthew was just sitting on sitting on this one concept that the Raiders would always run. And he would tell Juan Thornhill, hey, just stay back. I'm going to go get this ball. I'm going to be aggressive. And it, sure enough, it goes right to him. Uh, against, uh, um, who was this? Uh, Cincy, I was at this game. Jesse Bates, right? Just sat on those. Uh, he, they're sitting on car short routes, man. He's going to have to take the deep shot from time to time. Even if, even if, dude, even if you throw a pick deep, it's not the worst thing in the world. Throw the ball deep down the field. You can get a PI. You might even get a completion. So it's something that he's going to have to do, especially against teams like Kansas City. You, Kansas City is going to let Josh Jacobs run on their run on them, but they're going to they're going to just be aggressive, push cars. Kansas City's DBs aren't even that good, but they'll, they're going to push the wide receivers around, sit on the short routes, and make you beat them deep. And he just doesn't seem to be able to do that. But again, I, I do, I do think that there is a scenario in which the Raiders are a playoff team and Derek Carr starts all sixteen games. I'm not completely doom and gloom about him. I just think a lot has to go right. You know, the problem with him is when you're paying a quarterback like a rookie contract. I, I get the excuse, hey, he doesn't have enough around him. You know, hey, he doesn't have enough around him. We're let's build around this rookie deal. It's it's easy, team friendly. But once your quarterback's making, you know, 20 mil, you you basically can't have that excuse anymore, right? Because you are taking up a lot of the cap. Basically meaning, money-wise, you're twice as good as these rookies. Now, I know it doesn't always equal that. I'm just, I'm just saying, money-wise, you're going to have to make up for the cap space that you're taking up. So when you realize you're making these excuses about a quarterback that you would be making for a rookie, but you're doing it of, of a guy who's six years in, right? Hey, he doesn't have enough around him. And at what point do we start making that excuse for Henry Ruggs or, you know, other guys where it's like, Hey, he doesn't have a quarterback. Are, are people ever going to get to that? I think a lot, I think Carr has, has become like a staple on the Raiders just for not being, you know, an absolute disaster. But you shouldn't need perfection around you to win. Every team has a weakness on offense. Even Kansas City's offensive line sometimes fails on Mahomes. Their run game sometimes isn't great, you know? Like, they have, there is weaknesses. Deshaun Watson has a terrible offensive line. Aaron Rodgers, you know, has a... Their defense is never quite great, and, you know, but, they, but look... Aaron Rodgers, I could, you could make the excuse that he doesn't have a lot of weapons around him, but he still finds a way to at least get the Packers to the damn playoffs. And then that, then that question is raised in a playoff game, not like a week 11 game at the Jets. All right? Like, that's the worst part is like when it's, okay, he doesn't have enough weapons to beat the fucking Jets in a road game. You shouldn't need that many weapons to beat the Jets when your quarterback's making $20 million a year. So I think it's time we got to – you have to isolate Carr from Andrew Walter. You have to isolate him from Jamarcus Russell. You have to start grading Derek Carr as Derek Carr and comparing him to guys who have been coming out of the draft these last couple of years because those were the moves you could have made. Again, I'm not saying the Raiders – like hindsight prophecy, I'm not saying that they should have done that. Sometimes maybe. But you have to start realizing that, hey, every year there's going to be an opportunity to improve over him, even if it's marginal. But if it is a rookie, you save all that money that you can spend in the wide receiver core, spend on defense, 
so yeah, I, I mean, let me just wrap it up here. I, 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 I think Carr's going to be the starter this year. I want him to be the starter all year, and I want him to be really good. And I want the Raiders to win a lot of games. Mariota was brought in for a reason, but I don't believe it's the reason to compete with Derek Carr this year. It's the reason in which Carr goes all bad. You have a guy who already knows your offense for next season, and maybe you bring in a rookie behind him. I think we're all kind of, at, you know, even the people that are defending Carr online, I don't, I don't think that they truly think he's great, right? I think they think we're th- saying he's so horrible, but at the end of the day, why are we having this debate? You shouldn't have to defend that losing record. You shouldn't have to defend that 39 and 55. Not to your own fan base, at least. Hey, do, look, Chargers want to make fun? Go ahead. Chargers have terrible quarterbacks right now. So, but you shouldn't have to do that with your own fan base. We've all seen this shit. Expect greatness from the position because that's what the position requires. Again, sorry for uh, some of the doom and gloom on here. I, I, it's, it's just kind of some thoughts I had about Carr. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I might have been all over the place there, so I'm sorry, guys. But uh, uh, this is Rock Vegas. Um, you can follow me on, uh, on Twitter. I'm at Glenn Rockney, at G-L-E-N-R-O-C-K-N-E-Y. Um, I have another podcast, Rare Candy, um, that is kind of like a social commentary, politics, uh, leftist, leans very far left. Um, so listen at your own risk. But um, you can follow that at Rare Candy Pod 1 on Twitter and uh, subscribe to Rare Candy on iTunes. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be, I might have a guest next week. Um, so it might be the first guest. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening there. And uh yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. Let me know what you guys think. I'll definitely put a couple clips out there, try to get a conversation going. Thanks to everyone that listens. I am available on Spotify now. Uh, just type in Glenn Rockney on Spotify and I'll show up uh, the Rock Vegas podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, guys.